Welcome to Faithfully Unapologetic. I'm Kelly Jean Pittman, and this is my amazing daughter, Jaina Pittman. We are a mom and teen duo, and our mission is to empower others in faith to help them break free from the stress of everyday life. By sharing our experience, we hope to inspire you to find joy, peace, and connection in the craziness of the world around us. Every other week, we'll share the secrets of a resilient heart, and you'll learn how to nurture a strong mind, body, and soul while taking advantage of the divine power of prayer. We're so excited to share this space with all the beautiful souls who are listening today. Welcome, beautiful souls. Today, we are going to talk about distracted productivity productivity yes this is kelly and my amazing daughter jana jana so distracted productivity hmm. that sounds kind it's of... kind of like a weird like a weird words to put together yes it does because productivity is good the things that you think you're being productive with can actually be a distraction from the truly important things in your life Yes, and actually in today's world, in our society, time has never moved so fast and we've never been so busy. I think as a, as humans, as in, in the history of humans, I don't think we've ever run around and done so much stuff and been so productive. Quote, unquote, productive. Quote, I unquote, productive. And so, and it, and it can feel like it's really good things that we're doing. We're working women have the right to work it's awesome we can have careers and jobs and kids have so many opportunities to be in sports and activities and so many opportunities to travel that it really seems like a beautiful thing but when we look at the world when we look at the health of the world i don't know from a younger standpoint do you think that we're at our prime and living life well I think it depends on who you talk to. I think, well, everyone values different things in life. But if you look at the overall, the world and the health of where the world's at, mental health is at an all-time low. In fact, we're in a crisis and suicide rates are through the roof. There's so much anxiety and depression and so many kids don't know how to, to, to feel kind of and be... And it's right. a really difficult place to be right now, especially if you're a teen or anyone that's growing up and just becoming a teen. It's it's very confusing. It is. It is. And I and I work at a nonprofit that actually worked with children who have developmental challenges. And we worked with brain injured, primarily brain injured children when we started out over 30 years ago. But now we help really every child, your average child. Um, and I really, I'm not sure if I really know anyone personally from my friends and fellow moms that have kids that don't struggle with things such as ADHD, anxiety, depression, suicide, and those different things. Yeah, it kind of seems to be the norm, which is really sad because none of those things are easy to deal with or none of those things are really things that people want in their lives. No, and so what really is important to just humans in general and to our brain is to really have that downtime kind of to develop that that peace of mind Mm -hmm. and with all this distractibility and productivity we don't have that and so um, that can really 
take away the quality of our life, take away the quality of our health, and take away the quality of our spiritual life. And so I think when we titled this, we wanted to bring both aspects, the distractibility, but then kind of the positivity look at it, but it's like really is a positive. Is doing all those things really a good thing? And so we're going to dig a little bit deeper into that, but we have picked out some Bible verses that we want to go over. Yeah. And we actually have three, and they fit the topic beautifully. And um, I have one that I would love to read right now that is Luke. And actually, I'm reading uh, Luke 38. And this one, I remember it's being preached in church. And uh, the reason I like this one so much is that I can totally relate to the woman in this Bible reading. Um, I totally get it. And so I'm going to read it. Um, I'm going to start at 29, Mark 29, or not Mark, Luke, sorry. Uh, She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to Jesus and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you're worried and distracted by many things. There is need only of one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. What do you think of that? As a teen, it's, I can relate to it, but not to extent where you probably can as a mother. Yes, as a mom, it's like, that's me. It's like, oh my gosh, from working full time to taking care of the kids to running the house to trying to make healthy meals to getting everybody um, to their appointments on time to handling uh, school and play dates and all the activities and everything else under the sun, I can barely brush my teeth and get to bed well, at na- night. Well, now you don't have to. We're, we're, we're almost adults now. So uh-huh. you, don't have, you don't have to deal with play dates anymore now. Uh, no, there comes other things. College yeah, campus visits and other things. <laughs> but, um, but well, you were it's... about to send me to my dentist appointment alone. Uh, alone. 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 Yes, yes, yes. Well, you know, you are turning 18, but. Yes, by the time this comes out, I will be 18. Woohoo! Happy birthday to Jaina! <laughs> Yay, next week. Next week. Anyway, um, distraction. Distraction. We, we were distracted and we apologize. Yes. See, it happens just like that. It happens just like that. But. Martha, Martha, Martha. Martha, Martha, Martha. <laughs> I am Martha. I want somebody to holler at somebody and tell them to help me, dear God. Just help me. But maybe I'm asking the wrong person to help me, I guess, huh? Yeah. I should be asking God to help me and not make somebody else help me. But I so get Martha in this Bible verse. And I understand it because... As I run around and try to make the world perfect for everyone and everything and take care of everybody, um, I'm sometimes missing the point. I'm so distracted that I don't always do the only one thing that I need to do. Yeah. Be with God. Take that quiet time. Mm -hmm. Take care of myself. Focus um, on communicating with God and going to him with my problems instead of trying to throw them on everybody else or blame more aptly for myself personally is to blame other people for my problems Mm -hmm. and so this verse is really powerful for me and it is what 
helps me and I think Jaina, we put together some tips that we'll share later on on how to break free from this distraction. And I think he has a good point here in that you only need one thing. Yeah. And that's really God, to find that calm, that peace, and that joy in your life. And so we'll talk about that a little bit more. But you have a couple Bible verses, too, that are really good. Yeah. So we found this one, and I thought it was really, really good. I could relate to it and kind of imagine it in my life. Um, it's Mark four nineteen, and it reads, And the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lusts of other things entering in choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Wow. And that really, you know, do you, what do you think about productivity and things? Are they choking us right now? Yes. As a, as a student, as a teen, it feels sometimes like school is taking over my life. And, like, I don't necessarily think, obviously, I feel really blessed to be able to have an education, but I do complain about it a lot, and it does feel very overwhelming at times. And I feel like sometimes I do prioritize school over spending time with God. And mm-hmm. we're, we, yeah, like Mom said, we have some tips later to, for me that I've uh, implemented in my life, so I make time for God. And, but anyway, yeah, back school has just been sometimes when I focus on things that seem like super, super important, like school, it can choke out the word of God. And then school doesn't feel like a blessing. It feels like a burden. And then I'm not learning. I'm just doing it for the grade. Therefore, school becomes unfruitful. I'm not learning and I'm not gaining any knowledge. It's just about pushing through and getting that grade. Yeah, that's a really beautiful example of that and putting that Bible verse into into action there with your life. Um, it's absolutely true, too, right? When I'm stuck and I have all these things and I'm getting so mad, right, because I'm so over-focused and nobody's helping me and I have to do everything, it's like all this negativity is dumping down on me and becomes unfruitful. Even the things that I'm doing, um, nobody even really cares, it seems, um, to the point of that I don't even care, so it's completely fruitless. Yeah. There's no point, almost, it feels like, at times. And that's when I really lose that focus as to why I'm doing it to begin with. What do I really want from it? Um, do I want to be acknowledged, or do I really love and want to take care of my family? You know, you have to kind of come from that core. Yeah. it's, But it's hard when you think that something's really important to kind of be able to look at the big picture and see that God is should be the center of your life right and if you go to him the things that seem overwhelming or stressful it will melt away right and the hardest part of that which we know because we just had kind of a crisis of illness again last month and um I know I was there and I think you said you were there that when the crisis hits um and you panic and you go to that fear mode and you're kind of trying to just survive. It's very difficult for some crazy reason to remember to calm down, take a deep breath, focus and go to God. But instead you start trying to do all these things yourselves and handle all the problems yourself. Yeah. Or I, I, I was right. And I panic and the fear takes over and almost irrational decisions and it's not pretty until I get God back in there. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. So that, I really like that one. 
but we do have another one. Awesome. And awesome. it's Matthew six twenty five. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye drink or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put in it. It is not the li- is not li- the life more than meat and the body than raiment. There's more to life than what you put in your body and on your body uh, because you have that soul. And mm-hmm. your soul is really at the core of who you are. It's not the physical world that we're in or the physical things that yeah. we wear. And so that's really what this Bible verse is focusing on. Um, there's more to life yeah. than the physical. And we get distracted by the physical. The, we, our bodies and our food and what we worry so much about. Well, as a teen, I, I've seen this in action in my own life and other people's lives where we're so caught up on oh my goodness, like, I need to have a certain body type or whatever, or I need to have this brand of clothes, or I need this piece of clothing to blah, 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 blah. And it's it's for our own self, and it's feeding the physical, and it's not feeding the spiritual. Right, and and it's not bad to want these things. It's completely fine. They're here for us to enjoy, but it's that want that you said, yeah. right? That that need. All and it almost becomes like obsessive. Yeah, and it doesn't really matter as you get older. It's like that need for a very specific house, a need for a car, a need for a certain number of kids, a need for a certain vacation. Um, and the emphasis is all getting blown out of proportion, and there's no gratitude and it really becomes just distracting yeah and you're focused on the productivity of it right it's like how many vacations how many clothes how many whatever um almost then actually enjoying something for what it is and just being kind of Mm -hmm. or you're kind of just waiting for the next big thing yeah what what, what can you produce what can you create what can you make happen that other people are going to value i think it's really on a lot of times we get caught up being focused on what other people value. Yeah, and not what we truly value. And so it's really easy to get distracted with all these things. And oh my gosh, and what about screens? You add screens and phones and technology in there. It really takes over. So do you have um, a situation that you think is just a general one that uh, um, teens can relate to as to what yeah distract being distracted life. yeah yeah like I touched on earlier school is a really really big distraction for me although it seems important it it becomes a distraction when I'm putting it over like devotion time or my time with God it's just it becomes it goes to a point where if we're reading devotions I'm anxious about like oh right now I could be doing my homework or in church or journaling, whatever. I I just have this like buzz in me of where I'm like, okay, I'm wasting my time. Like I need to be doing homework right now. Like I could be doing homework right now, and that's when it becomes a distraction and it becomes right this bad habit of falling into this constant place of where I need to be doing homework or I don't feel like productive or a good student or whatever. And I'm trying to please my mom or my parents or with my teachers whatever I think it's mainly my teachers my parents are very supportive of they they know me well and Mm -hmm. they don't they know I push myself enough in school where they don't need to be (laughs) 
on me all the time. No, and that underlying—it's like an underlying buzz, right? And so it's—it's it's that that buzz is the distraction because it's a priority. Yeah, and you're only looking at producing and maybe pleasing perfection. Yeah, that grade, but then when the brain's distracted though it's hard to it's hard to even complete the task correctly or right and uh, miss things right or even um engage in another conversation very hard oh my goodness i, I block my parents out so much <laughs> what was when said I'm, to you a minute ago i'm just like laser focused <laughs> on my work uh, but that that's distraction i mean that is distraction at its best yeah. right you're one thing at, at another or you have to hyper focus yeah. um, you get so distracted that a lot of times people have to hyper-focus, so then they only focus on this one thing, a little bit like with your homework, and everything else you can't even think about, look at, or you're going to blow your top. Yeah, that's <laughs> if me. something bumps in. And so, and it's not unlike, you know, as a mom, it's different, but it's similar in that when you get caught up, like I say, running around doing all these things, it's, life is really difficult being a mom, particularly now. Right now in society, I don't think it's ever been this difficult, maybe, to be anybody, whether you're a father, child, or, I guess, mother in a family. But things have changed so much in the last two decades. It's kind of crazy. When I was pregnant with my son, I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't really know what one was. We rented videos, and uh, life was at a much slower pace than it is right now. So in just two decades, right? We have all this technology and um, cell phones and now children and toddlers are on phones and on screens, which by the way is very bad for the brain. If any of you are listening, science proves that it disrupts the development of the brain, but we won't go into any more detail on that. But Yes, you could talk about that all, <laughs> all day. I sure could, but we want to take care That's of that brain. why I didn't get brain. a phone until a couple months ago there's so much in our society right now in the way in our culture that actually can change the brain and disrupt it and change its frequencies and cause greater distractions. So if you're thinking, gal, I don't, I never really had ADD or ADHD, but lately I can't stay focused. It's not all in your head and you probably didn't struggle with that in the past. It really is how fast our society is. Um, and within the last year with COVID and all the changes and all the scares that everybody has had, the stress is so high. Stress absolutely makes it difficult for you to focus on things. Um, stress stimulates the brain in such a way that you're very distractible. You're in your stress response, but you're kind of in your fear mode. And so you're hypervigilant and everything's kind of capturing your attention. So, and as a mom, there's so much to do when you're working full time. You're still expected to take care of the house, the kids, the children, the school things, everything, appointments, animals. That We didn't have animals when we were younger. Though. Oh, that uh, I didn't have time for animals when you were younger, for crying out loud. <laughs> and then if you have um, a child with special needs or other concerns, then you have programs and therapies and different things that you have to get to. And you need to do your own research to uh, figure out these things. Um, it is really, really difficult. Um, so you can feel really, really productive. I felt really, really productive when the kids were little. But I was 
I did, I worked full time, you know, and I learned about the brain and trauma and um, discovered all these different therapies to help my daughter. And, but I did all this stuff, but I was losing my mind. <laughs> uh, there wasn't really any joy. There wasn't really any peace. I'd fall into bed and I'd be exhausted. And I'd be like, what, what, what is this life <laughs> that I am living? <laughs> what is this life? <laughs> and it was, I was distracted and productive, but not happy, peaceful, or joyful. Yeah. Yeah. No joy. No joy. And so I guess maybe we want to talk about, so what has kind of helped me, and as we talked about it, it's helped you. We're going to talk about the three points, I think, a little bit before we go into our story. For sure. And so we'll let you start off with, because I know this one is really important for you yes it is very important to me and I'm really you do it so well I'm really working on you know keeping this routine because it's easy, easy to fall out you get distracted <laughs> yes. anyway so distraction distraction yeah so you might not know this but you probably don't know this unless you know us very very well Mom and I are two different species. <laughs> two different species. I wake up I'm at six in the and morning. She's a, no, yeah, I'm a bat. I'm an idol. Yeah. I wake up at six in the morning. She sleeps You're until twelve. No, okay. That's Tristan. <laughs> but mom wakes I up at like nine or ten or whatever. Hey. Sometimes I do that, but like not uh, I don't, often. I don't sleep that late. Um, okay, maybe nine. Eight. Maybe nine on the weekends. Seven when I have to work. Well, yeah, it depends. But okay, but anyways, anyways like, I I I wake up early, like pretty early, especially on school days. Yeah, when we first adopted you and you were a little one, you would get up at six a.m. and you'd want num 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 like a little bird. Yeah, you are a songbird. You would just chirp num 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 num. You wanted food. Yep. Anyway, lately, distraction. Yes, that was a distraction. <laughs> lately, I have been getting up at six. And you know, actually, before I would get up at six, but I wouldn't do like I would stretch, I would pray, but like I wasn't doing like devotions or reading my Bible. So now I wake up at six, and the first thing I do is I open up my devotions, I read them, and I ponder them, I journal about it, and then I journal, and I journal about whatever is on my mind. So there's been a lot that's happening this month or yeah, this past month, and so I've been processing that and just other things in my life and I do thankfulness which we'll get into next week mm-hmm. and I just I pray it's my prayer journal I my journal is kind of just a mishmash of like everything it's prayers to God it's my trauma and processing it. it's poems it's everything it's just me pondering life in whatever form that I feel it's beautiful yeah to have that to take the time mm-hmm. to feel your emotions and yeah. process your thoughts that's yeah. like kind of everything in this world right now and <laughs> most people spend their life trying to block their emotions as much as they can yeah but, that but I what I've learned is getting them out makes life better so it's yeah, a good it thing sure it's a good thing to do that and so after that I pull out my bible and I just right now I've been reading Romans I highly recommend if you don't read all of Romans, I recommend Romans chapter 8 and chapter 12. Personally, those chapters are probably my favorite ones in the entire Bible. They have really good 
information yeah, and a, like how to live your life. So, and but yeah, get lost there and sit there mm-hmm. in Romans. And so that is awesome. So what does that do for you then? Let's take a day where you do that and a day where you don't do that. What is the difference between the days? Mm-hmm. How do you feel? How's your distraction and how's your productivity? Yeah. So lately, since I've been doing that, like religiously, <laughs> no pun intended, <laughs> just spending time with God in that moment is just been so crucial for me these last few days. And especially coming off of the stuff that's happened a couple of weeks ago, it's been so nice. I can feel the presence of the Lord with me and following me as I go. I'm able amazing. to talk to him more. Like, I don't forget as much. Mm-hmm. And I just, I feel like I'm overwhelmed with this joy. And it, even if, you know, something's not really going my way, I feel like I have more grace in me. So how distracted are you when you do this practice during the day? I'm like not distracted at all. It's, it, it's literally crazy. So you have focus, mm-hmm. and you have asked God or the Holy Spirit maybe to guide you during the day. Yeah. Um, and if I don't do it, yikes. I am all over the place. I can pick up my phone and get lost in it talking to a friend, or I can just get so hung up in my schoolwork that it, I just don't talk to anybody, and so I get very distracted. So the other day, yesterday, mm-hmm. were you distracted? Yes. On our scale from 1 to 10, how distracting? 8. Did you do your practice that day? No, I didn't. Uh-huh. I'm just curious. I'm giving her a little test live on the podcast. I might cut this out. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I got really distracted yesterday. I was just really hyper-focused on my homework. But yeah, it was just very overwhelming. So... Um, so that's awesome. I mean, because it works, it does really work, um, Mm -hmm. to have this time. And then my question is, is how is your productivity? Uh, because I've found that when I do this and focus on God and have him guide my day, I actually do less, but I accomplish more. Yeah. I feel, yeah, I feel much more satisfied with what I've done. I feel like for homework, it's really easy, especially, so the way that my classes work is like, or the classes that I'm stressed about, they're online, and one, like the whole week, like the stuff that you have to do for the week opens up, and so you have like, you see everything that you have to do for that week, and so when I saw that, I got really, really stressed out, and I was like, thinking of all the stuff I have to do, and then Mm -hmm. on top of my other classes, it got very overwhelming, and so... Even though I did, like, two assignments yesterday, I didn't feel like I accomplished much because I still have, like, seven more to do. Right. And But when I pray and I have that moment with God, I'm able to focus on Him. And then the stuff that I do get done, I'm actually thankful and I can see the progress. And right. I feel, like, productive, but in a way that's not, that well, in a way that is glor- glorifying God. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So... Um, so it's amazing. And so I can say too, that when I am grounded and have, so what we're really looking at is just having some quiet time, some downtime. Um, and it can be, it can be, like we said, in the morning 
or it, but it doesn't have to be at six o'clock in the morning. No, I don't think I. I'm not sure if I've ever done it at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, because I'm usually sleeping if I can be at all costs. But um, you in the morning, or you can do it in the evening. Like for me, particularly with kids, when I work full time, and then we had daycare, and we had to get them out the door, and have lots of things going on. It's like it was. It would have been really difficult, if not felt like impossible um unless I got up at maybe six o'clock in the morning which I didn't want to do because I go to bed too late uh to do it in the morning but it does it works just as well whenever you it's it's your schedule and you get to determine when you want to talk to God Mm -hmm. and so I did mine at night and so it was critical that like at after like 9 30 at night that I have my downtime and that would be the time that I could pray and I could um, two devotions and have quiet time where I could do something that actually kind of oh, feeds the soul. But that's our next one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but it really, really is helpful. And then even um, in the morning, what I have found that it's helpful if you don't have, you don't have to have 30 minutes either. I mean, really start out with five minutes. If you can do five minutes in the morning or five minutes in the evening, five minutes in the morning and in the evening would be great. And build on it. Mm-hmm. Um, just keep building on it. Maybe it's just a prayer. Maybe it's some quiet time. Maybe it's just acknowledging God. And kind of just move into it slowly if that's where you're at. Because um, that time will build. And I think that doing that, you'll be able to experience God more. Feel his presence. And him walking with you. And right. like being more aware of his presence. Yeah. And so we have a devotion book, um, Jesus Calling, which is absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. We can't say more about this if we wanted to. It's just, it's a God-given gift, I would say, because it's um, one that we both focus on and we'll read it together. We like to get together and do it as well. And so um, if you you do it with your kids, it's awesome to do devotions or um, maybe you have a friend. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. Because God backs up Mama. <laughs> <sighs> and sometimes Bum-bug. God puts Mama in her place, too. So I mean, like, we can... Rarely. Uh, <laughs> I work really hard. but and I, and I do mine at night. And then, you know, and someone once told me, oh, no, you can't do it at night because you start the day. But, you know, God, guess what? God can do anything. He can yeah. speak to you whenever. They're like, you're supposed to start before your day. Otherwise, you go through the whole day and you don't have God. But that's... What uh, what logic? Excuse me? Where, where to go? Out the <laughs> God's, window. God's, right. God's with us always. And I and I do do it now that the kids are older, right? And one's yeah. in college. And we I try have... to get together. But like, since I do wake up, I do have to go to school. Right. And, and I she's do... not up yet. I do mine separately on my own. Yeah. And, but then um, we come, yeah, we come, like you said, we, we come together and we talk about it. Like, at night. Mom, did you, like, read this? She's like, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So it's great. And so um, I do do it in the morning. It is awesome because it does, it does ground me. But if I do it at night as well, it also does. And I really, when I'm really in a time where I have so much to do and I feel like I'm drowning and I'm going to die because I can't get all this stuff done. Yeah. Um, I literally asked the Holy Spirit to come and show me what to do. Yeah. And I kid you not that when I do that, that overwhelm melts away. And I can't even remember what I was worrying about sometimes because I just go to the next thing that needs to be done. And I kind of just follow his guide. And it's like the most amazing and beautiful thing ever. Yeah. And so. So the first one is just 
you know, spending time with the Lord whenever you, not, I'm not going to say when you have time because then if, if you want to have a relationship with the Lord, you have to make time for it else you won't do it because the world is so distracting. So yeah, you, you have, have to, to make that time, whatever that time is, if it's in the morning, if it's at lunch, if it's at night, just, just fit it in and do it because it will make your life so much better and it'll give you this peace. And so grounding, yeah, with this peace. Yes. Um, and, yeah, it it really is a part of um, finding that peace and joy in the everyday chaos. Yes. Yeah. Creating that time to be with God. And so then we're going to move on to number two. And number two is doing something that feeds your soul. Mm-hmm. And so... Or asking yourself, does it feed your soul? Right. And so when you're doing things, like when we talked about that distractibility and that productivity, um, the productivity seems good. You know, you're feeding your family, you're keeping a roof over your house, you're getting the kids to school, you're getting them to your doctor appointments, um, you go on vacations. This is all good stuff, or it's supposed to be. But is it really? And you will, you can figure out if it really is or not. By asking yourself a question. Is right? it feeding your soul? Is it feeding your soul? And what does that mean, feeding your soul? Well, I guess if we go back to, to my story, I, I mean, sometimes I can get into a groove of homework where I'm just like, I actually, I'm kind of enjoying it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's to this point where it's like some a chip on my shoulder or something hanging over my head and I just get so focused trying to get it done. And it's just this big burden. I think I'm being productive, but it just, it's not feeding my soul. I don't feel like I'm learning. And like I've said, I'm just doing it for the grade. And so it doesn't become fruitful or something that's glorifying the Lord. It's just, I'm just plowing through it to get it done. Right. And so it doesn't necessarily mean that you quit school. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean that I quit my job or quit feeding the kids because cooking dinner isn't feeding my soul. But what it does mean is you really need to focus at how you're spending your time and to really look at it from a perspective of is this what you want to be doing? Yeah. Right? Is this where you want to be? Do you want to be learning in school? Is it a gift? Yeah. Do you have an advantage? Do, are these kids amazing and beautiful? Do I want to take care of them the best that I can? Um, and if the answer was no, well, then maybe I'd quit feeding them. <laughs> maybe I'd drop out of school. <laughs> but I don't think so. It's like, really, my children are a gift. I spent years trying to have these kids, and they are the most amazing, beautiful souls that I have ever witnessed um and it is a privilege and it's an honor to take care of them and so i do want to feed them and i do want to feed them healthy and i do want to take my time so really it's an honor and a privilege and it's kind of a way of shifting and when you connect to god and you really connect to what is really feeding your soul and it's like i love being a mom and i love having my kids and i love spending time with them and that does feed my soul and so then what you want to do is you just want to look at things that are maybe taking away your time um, that you don't love doing. And maybe you are 
um, volunteering somewhere or there's lots of um, even chores around the house that can be limited or shared or changed um, so they don't take up so much time or they can be hired out there's lots of way to do things and even like with cooking it's like you know what what so I it can be a chore sometimes but it is an honor and I love my kids so it's like I get the kids in with me some of my favorite memories are like cooking with you guys when you were younger and cranking the radio and radio and dancing around and Mm -hmm. we had a blast cooking in the kitchen so you can change things and that feeds the soul it's much better than me either popping a frozen meal in the um, microwave so I can go work and do these other things or we create and we're peeling potatoes and vegetables and we're singing and we're dancing and we're all doing this together those I'm still cooking dinner but one feeds the soul and one doesn't one's purposeful and one is not Mm -hmm. so can you see the difference when you start asking yourself this question does it feed your soul what you know you start thinking what does feed my soul where do I really want to spend my time because we're ultimately have a choice to do that yeah and so that's what we're talking about feeding the soul it's like just start asking yourself these questions and it's like what is important to you and where do you want to spend the time and start making adjustments and start acknowledging the gifts that you have been given the last tip that we have for you is to unplug and my brain immediately goes to technology but that can be from technology music books people media media news news anything neighborhood gossip yeah school gossip so taking like a break from all of family gossip yes family drama oh my goodness just kidding it's not real here (laughs) family totally (laughs) just kidding no but i know that it's very real it's a very real situation and sometimes you just need to remove yourself from all of it and be able to spend time with god it's like step outside take a walk and just you know enjoy god's nature have a conversation with him or Go in the backyard and enjoy your backyard if you have one or whatever. It can just be anything Um, that's away from everything, kind of. Right. And it's kind of taking time for yourself, even just a little bit of quiet time. And again, I mean, I know because it's like I'm kind of a go, go, go kind of person. And like to have me sit down for five minutes, let alone 15 and like do nothing feels like kind of a big waste of time to me so it's really important to know that you can just just again start with five minutes and just just um unplug don't have your phone don't have a screen um don't be with anybody a lot of people you know like to team up with friends and people all the time where they're never alone and they don't have um time to just have thoughts for themselves yeah we're really just talking about unplugging I'm going outside is great. That is awesome. If you can get outside and connect to nature, but even, even if you're at work, just go outside and go for a five, 10 minute walk, you know, and listen to the birds, uh, look at the flowers and the trees, um, take big, deep breaths and breathe in the fresh air and just connect, unplug and connect to the actual environment around you. Um, stay off the phone, stay off the screens, um, stay off the radio even, and just mm-hmm. have some quiet time to unplug and connect to yourself. Again, we're working on connecting to that soul. Without any distractions. Yep, and connect to that quiet inner self. And so 
we really want to work on communicating with God and hearing his voice. And we have to be quiet mm-hmm. um, to hear his voice. In order to know ourselves, we have to have quiet so that we can hear our thoughts. Yeah. And our thoughts are really important. So um, unplug. Have a cup of tea. Have a glass of water. Have a bubbly water. Mm-hmm. Ooh, speaking of. <laughs> yeah. Um, and get away. And what you really want to make sure that you do, you really want to make sure that you unplug from the media. And that is really important because we, as humans, were never designed to know what was going on on the other side of the world. Mm-hmm. God did not give us that ability because it's too much information. And we have way too much information right now. Want to know why anxiety is so high? We don't have to know all the traumas of the world around us because we have so many traumas in our own life that we can't deal with that you honestly don't know, don't need to know those traumas that are all around the world. You don't have to take on everybody's sorrow. We all have enough wounds and enough sorrow on our own Mm -hmm. to take on everybody else's. And so it's really important if if you're plugged into um, all these news outlets and are stressed out that really um, unplug disconnect um and just breathe and be done right it's like we don't need to know all those things it's like first learn how to take really good care of yourself and then your family and once you get past that point then hey step on out and start taking care of other people and maybe move across the world but we really need to take care of ourselves first yeah so um Anyways, so that's that's it. We have three pointers to help with distractions. This is kind of like a start. You really need to have be grounded kind of in God's yes. word, mm-hmm. especially in today's society. Yeah. Um, because everybody's going to tell you what to think. Everybody, there's always going to be somebody who's going to tell you what to do. And it's when they're telling somebody's telling you something to do, it's to their their advantage and their benefit it's not really yours only you know what's to your advantage and what benefits you the most so unplug spend time with god before we get distracted anymore we're gonna leave you end this podcast pretty quickly we're gonna leave you with the three tips to manage this distractibility to make sure that we're doing we're productive purposely Yes, is really what we want to look at with purpose, being productive with purpose. And so number one is spending time with God. Like if it's just for five minutes, like just girl, God, dude, get it in your day. Get it in your day and connect with him and ask him for guidance um, to get through your day and with your problems Mm -hmm. um, to help with that overwhelm. Number two is to feed your soul. Do what makes your soul happy do what feels like the right thing to do feed your soul beautiful things basically that's really what you want to do and number three is to unplug yeah disconnect and have some time by yourself just to fill your emotions and know your thoughts yeah and again this doesn't have to be long an extensive period of time but get outside connect with nature and stay off the media, limit your media, limit the fears of the world around us coming into your head. So as we close out, Jaina, did you want to close us out with prayer? Uh, always. 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 You're such a good prayer. Maybe sometime I'll close out, but I'll probably have to have all mine written out. Okay. <laughs> well, sometimes I feel like, you know, anyway. You do so good at it. I love it. 
Okay, so if all of our beautiful listeners, would you just like to pray with us however you you would like to connect to God the or how you feel God connects to you or you connect to God the best. So, dear God, thank you for bringing us all here together in this space. I'm so thankful for all of the people that are listening and thankful for my mom who I get to sit next to and just Hi. talk to you and praise you. Lord, we are so thankful that you have just are in our lives and are influencing us. God, this world is so distracted. There are so many things mm-hmm. to just grab our attention. Oh There's gosh. media and cell phones and people and drama and <sighs> all of those things sometimes shut out you. God, melt away those distractions. Take away anything that is taking away from you. God, yes. help us to spend time in your word. God, help us to unplug. And God, help us to just see that you are the only thing that matters in this life. You just, are focused. Yes. yes. Be our focus. Be our eyes. Help us to fix our eyes on you and only you. And have everything else come through you and within you. Because we're not... We can't handle this lives by ourselves. Mm-mm. And sometimes we think we can, but then there's a crash and it's not pretty. <laughs> it's not pretty. It's not pretty. God, you are the creator of the heavens and the earth. And somehow we get distracted by a little cell phone in our hand. How is that possible? There's so much beauty in this world and mm. we just get so caught up. God, mm-hmm. take away those distractions. Mm-hmm. Take away the things that are making us fearful, the things that are making us weak, the things that are worldly, and bring us to the spiritual realm where you are. God, just take over our lives, take over our listeners' lives, and change them for the better. God, take away the distractions. We love you, and we praise you. Amen. Amen. In Jesus and holy name, amen. Until next time, beautiful listeners, um, we are signing off in faith and love. Jaina and Kelly. Bye. Bye.